HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to Spill and Dish, a podcast from the Specialty Food Association. Founded in 1952, SFA is the leading trade association and source of information about the $175 billion specialty food industry. We champion the food producers, retailers, and other buyers who make up the specialty food world. If you want to know more about membership, visit specialtyfood.com. In each episode, we want to share the stories behind the products made and sold by our members who are helping shape the future of food. You can listen and discover the inspiration, recipe, craft, culture, ingredients, and production methods that help answer the question, what makes specialty food special? I'm today's host, Gretchen Van Esselsten, Director of Education and Programs at SFA. We're excited to bring you today's episode and so happy to be working with Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit podcast network covering the world of food, drink, and agriculture, and expanding the way eaters think about food. Today's guest is Jennifer Bogus, the visionary CEO and co-founder of New Zealand-based Hey La La Vanilla. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me, Gretchen. Excited to be here. Fantastic. So what time is it there in your part of the world? Uh, it's 9.30 in the morning. All right. And it's... Two, uh, gosh, a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I've, just, I've just come back from three weeks in the States. So yeah, I'm still adjusting back to the New Zealand I'm time zone. I'm sure. Well, it's Wednesday here too, and it is 4.30 in the afternoon. So we're, you're probably having some, uh, some coffee or tea and I'm getting ready to wind down, but I'm so happy that, you know, we're able to be together. So I wanted to start out. So I know your slogan is the good vanilla. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me about that? Yes, so we are globally unique, I think, in that, you know, our business was founded from an aid project by my father to create sustainable livelihoods in Tonga, South Pacific nation, um, near Fiji, for those of you that don't know where Tonga is. And um, that was back in 2002, following a hurricane, and that 
um, purpose and vision has really stayed with the business right through until today and continues to stay with us. Uh, last year, we became B Corp certified, which really um, what I call solidifies all our values and ethos and way of doing business. Um, so, yeah, that's how we came up with the good vanilla. Fantastic. Well, let's dig into that B Corp a little bit. I know a lot of our listeners out there are interested in potentially becoming B Corp certified, and I know some of our board members at SFA have gone through the process. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what that was like. Uh, for us, it was a natural, I, I, I keep coming back to it, it's a, such a natural fit because, you know, there's lots of certifications out there and you could spend so much, you know, as a smaller business, you could spend a lot of time and resource on certifications. But we felt that B Corp was a natural fit for us. It covered our people, our community, our um, you know, how we treat the environment. We're a zero waste business, which is another unique thing in the vanilla world, um, a process that we have patented. Um, so it was just a natural fit for us. We didn't have to, you know, go and change any part of our business. It was more just documentation, really. Uh, and we, our score was 104. The minimum is uh, 80 to qualify. So, yeah, it, it just felt right for us. Fantastic. Well, you mentioned the production process and zero waste is an unbelievable goal. Could you talk? I know you have a patented process, but whatever you can tell us, um, can you talk a little bit about that production process, that special way that you go from the, the harvest to table? Yes, sure. So in Tonga, um, just to step back a bit, we, you know, were founded um, after a cyclone to provide sustainable livelihoods to a community and an extended family in the northern islands of Tonga. So we planted a vanilla plantation on some land that my father was gifted. Uh, and that was back in 2002. In 2005, we got our first crop and my father passed it to me and I, I brought it back to New Zealand and showed it to some chefs who said it was the best vanilla they'd ever seen. Um, mm. And then fast forward to sort of today, we now partner with over 300 vanilla farmers in Tonga and we also have over 100 acres um, that we have planted to booster our supply chain, if you like. So we dry the vanilla in Tonga in the traditional way, under the sun, slow, turning it every day, putting it away at night, just a bit like babies and children. Um, and then we bring it back to New Zealand where we do a cold extraction. So again, a lot of the big industrial vanilla companies do heat extraction over four hours. We do cold extraction over three months. Uh, and then we make a range of products from um, vanilla extract, uh, obviously, as the base product. And then from there, we do vanilla seed, uh, vanilla paste, which we use vanilla seeds in, uh, vanilla powder, and uh, the, yeah, our unique patent and processes around a bioactive that we've discovered as a, a cosmetic ingredient. So yeah, it's a total zero waste process. Beautiful. What's it like in Tonga? Tell me some more about it. Um, what it's like there. Tonga is, uh, we fell in love with the country and the place. My father uh, was a very accomplished spear diver. He was in the world champs and things at the time competing. And he, it was always his vision to go to Tonga because he'd heard about how beautiful it was to go spear diving. And we celebrated his milestone birthday up there. Uh, and we all fell in love with the people in the place. And, you know, that was 20 plus years ago. So, 
Uh, Tonga is more for the intrepid traveller, I would say. It's not like Fiji. There's no spas or five-star hotels or cocktails or massages. <laughs> uh, it's more, um, you, you know, rustic, um, but incredibly beautiful and the people are incredibly um, friendly and, and lovely. And the big attraction in Tonga is whale, swimming with the whales, uh, humpback whales from July till September. They've just finished. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're incredibly fortunate that over the 20 plus years that we've been in Tonga, we have formed really close relationships with that initial founding family, the the head of the, the family you know, donated um, my father the land in return for providing employment. And his granddaughter is actually the manager of our Tongan operation now. So, you know, that feels really special and purposeful to me. How nice that is that you have the part of your family business and then uh, working with that family business as well. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about what what did what was it like? Did you kind of grow up with this business, or did did it get handed from your dad? How did that all happen? Uh, no, I grew up. My dad was a dairy farmer, and he had, uh, along with a crop grower and a boat builder and a deer farmer, um, he had venison. So he was quite the entrepreneur growing up as a <laughs> child. And my both my brothers are also got successful businesses, nothing to do with vanilla, and. Um, he retired, you know, sold the dairy farm and at 60 he wasn't really looking to go to the golf club or the bowling club as they do in, in New Zealand and Australia. And he wanted something that was purposeful and, uh, you know, Tonga just came to him obviously after he'd spent that time there spear diving and getting to know the community. I was an accountant at the time and I was a bit sort of bored with life. It was, it was you know, a career that I'd went to university uh, and then sort of just naturally progressed through that. And I thought there has to be something more to life. I was an accountant for a trucking and forestry um, group of businesses and it wasn't really um, floating my boat. So I wanted something that was more purposeful. Uh, and when my father handed me those first vanilla beans and I brought them back to New Zealand, it kind of sowed the seed and, and went from there. So, um, yeah, I hope, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> I would imagine, though, an accounting background would help getting into business and into the specialty food business in uh, in general, I mean, in specific. Yes, absolutely. So for the first um, 10 years, I was the accountant for the business along with um, market. You know, I did a, a degree at university, uh, business management degree, so I kind of had exposure to marketing um, sales. But, you know, when it's a small business, you, you're pretty much doing everything. Uh, now we have a, a finance team and a great uh, CFO uh, on our team. So, uh, you know, I, but it definitely helps having that understanding, understanding cash flows, balance sheets, uh, all those sorts of things, especially as the business grows and, you you know, you look to fund that growth. Uh, Vanilla is incredibly uh, cash hungry along working capital life cycle because uh, you're pollinate, hand pollinating a flower um, and then nine months later you get a green vanilla bean and then three months of curing and drying. Then it comes to New Zealand to our factory and then it goes through three months of extraction. So that's, you know, 15 months. Uh, and then you're producing a product and packaging it and shipping it. So, you know, it can be kind of 18 months to two years sort of working capital life cycle. So, yeah, it's incredibly 
um, <laughs> complex business. I keep saying to people, there's nothing vanilla about vanilla because vanilla gets a bad rep for being boring. But yeah, there's nothing vanilla about vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> that expression never made any sense to me because it is such a, a rich flavor. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the um, So one of the things I found interesting when I was doing research before talking to you, um, I know that you have a really great um, presence among chefs and your, mm-hmm. you know, uh, food service game is, uh, in fact, you were named a game changer by Food and Wine magazine. And uh, actually my buddy, uh, pastry chef Caroline Schiff had a great oh. quote about, um, and it's funny, I just saw her this morning at an oh. event and we, we talked about your vanilla and how much we love it. So um, chefs, you know, when they're selecting a food service product to, to select a really premium product like yours is, and, you know, at, which of course would come at a premium cost, they really have to fall in love with it. And it seems like they really do. How has it been sort of being in the food service channel and working with chefs? Well, that's how we started the business back in, you know, 2005, when I took those first vanilla beans to um, some chefs in Auckland to see what they thought. So vanilla typically goes through about 10 plus sets of hands from the grower to the processor to the consolidators of the exporter input you know like it's an incredibly long supply chain whereas ours is very unique uniquely very short um and so those chefs in New Zealand in the early days really gave us um, validation, I suppose, for the quality of the product. And then we took it to Australia and did the same thing and, you know, really approached chefs that were, you know, had a great reputations to, to, to provide that sort of endorsement and validation. When we went into the US market, um, I think it was 2017, one of our first kind of trips, and uh, Eleven Madison Park had just been named um, number one restaurant in the you know top fifty list, and we sure. thought if we're going to be taken seriously in the US market, uh, we need to be in Eleven Madison Park. So we tracked down the pastry chef at the time was Mark Walker, and uh, we said you know we're two two girls from New Zealand. We've got this vanilla brand. Um, could we could you spare ten minutes? Uh, and he thankfully said yes, and we went into the kitchen at the Nomad Hotel, which was part of the Make It Nice group at the time, and it turned out to be there was about 20 chefs in that kitchen, and we did a presentation, um, and following that we had our you know first order and first customer, and then it turns out that the pastry chef community is very tight and, um, you know, great word of mouth and validation, and, you know, and then we picked up... Um, you know, a number of other chefs uh, in New York that really helped sort of launch us into the U.S. market. Fantastic. And then how about retail? What what are home consumers thinking? Yeah, so again, in that 2017 period, we launched on Amazon. Um, as you know, the, the retail market can be a lot more complex to get distribution. Um, we, yep. we quickly got Bristol Farms and Erewhon over on um, in California. And Amazing. then um, we have sort of slowly been working away at retail. Uh, last year, we partnered with a great um, partner, Gather Brands, who focus on women owned woman-led businesses in this, you know, natural specialty food space. Uh, And just recently, we have launched into a number of new retailers, including Sprouts nationwide 
and Harmons in Utah, uh, a number of other ones, Good Good Earth, Good Market. Um, so, yeah, exciting. Lots more to come. Those are amazing places to be selling in. And to have started so early with Bristol Farms and Erewhon, incredible. Yeah, obviously COVID played a bit of a um, put a bit sure. of a, a handbrake on things in that in that retail space. But you know, fortunately, we have had great presence and uh, ranking on Amazon, and we've also got our own D 2 C site. Fantastic. So, if you could start over, are there any? Is there anything you do differently in getting into this business? Oh gosh, that's a question. And uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to say no. I just want you know. It's always interesting um, to hear about like the entrepreneurial journey and and anything that you feel like you know. Oh, next time yeah. I might have done it this way. I think when I reflect back, um, the probably the one thing I would do would be to get people around me um, sooner, quicker, so that you can go you know harder, faster, kind of. Um, you know, when you're growing a small business and bootstrapping it, I mean, we have done a cap raise, but, um, you know, in those early days, it's incredibly tough because you're, you know, <laughs> basically hand to mouth. Um, sure. But it makes, it makes such a difference once you've got, you know, now I've got a team around me, um, a, a management team. We've got a board of directors. I feel like we've, you know, that to me, that's one of the proudest things that I can say is that the, the people that we have in the business who are all really aligned around our mission and purpose and um, bring a whole lot of skills and, um, you know, energy to the business. Fantastic. And I believe I read that you also have a foundation through Halala Vanilla. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes, we do. The Halala Vanilla Foundation, um, which, again, is something I'm incredibly passionate about and proud of. Um, We formed it back in 2013, like registered it with the New Zealand uh, Charities Commission, Um, but it wasn't really until the disaster in January 22, which was the tsunami and earthquake and um, volcanic eruption that, you know, caused so much widespread damage. So we uh, did fundraising with our community and raised over 180,000 within about two weeks. Uh, a, a large portion of that was from our US community. And then that enabled us to do uh, emergency relief um, shipments to our vanilla growing community that was impacted um, a lot. And they also had COVID at the time. So we did COVID care packs. Uh, and then our big project was partnering with an NGO in Tonga and we built rebuilt um, a big shade house um, where over 20,000 vegetable seedlings can now grow and provide sustainable food to communities. So, you know, I like to think of it as, you know, community empowerment and development is really the output of, you know, what we're doing. Vanilla just happens to be a bit of a, <laughs> a byproduct along the way, but the bigger picture to me is what it does for empowering rural communities. Fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about the brand. You have such beautiful packaging and just a look to it. Has it evolved over time? It has. The Heilala is the national flower of Tonga, and it's also the name of the eldest daughter of 
Alala Lilatu, who was the, you know, the founder or the, the, the man that gifted my father the land. Um, so I just liked the name. That was no other reason. In those early days when I took it to some chefs in New Zealand, I'm like, what are we going to call this vanilla? You can't just call it Tonga Vanilla. Um, mm. So Hey Lala kind of stuck with us. And then it's a little white flower that grows on a, a really indescript you know, a little shrub. But when you dip it in salt water, it turns that pinky red colour. So, and there's lots of myths and legends surrounding it. So we've sort of built the brand around that. It's the national, yeah, like I mentioned, the national flower of Tonga. Um, and I, when I first looked at the vanilla category in the US some sort of 15 years ago, I thought uh, it looked a bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> a sea of brown and cream. And sure. I, I didn't want to be that. And I wanted to really show in the brand the origin of, of the vanilla and our, you know, fa- uh, the yeah, the foundation of our story. Um, so, you know, I, I again, I take great pride in um, seeing the, the product on shelf and standing out. It is just beautiful. And I know that you have a... Uh, pretty wide range of different product types and mm. also some flavors and uh, things like that. Could you talk about how you get the inspiration for those new products? Yeah, so we like to be innovative and keep things interesting and fresh and exciting and we don't want to be the the boring vanilla company. <laughs> uh, so um, we obviously started with extract and then paste. Paste is actually our hero product, and particularly for chefs, when you you know meet a chef for the first time, particularly those really high end chefs, they're like, oh no, we just use vanilla beans, and we're like, well, you've got to try our paste because paste, <laughs> uh, our paste, our double fold paste, which is what chefs use, half a teaspoon is one vanilla bean, um, and it's you know a lot more consistent and economical. Other pastes are about 50% sugar. Ours is 5% sugar. So it's quite a different formulation. We've worked really closely with, um, we work closely with uh, a university, research university in New Zealand for our sort of R&D side of the business. Um, And then following that, we've done sugar and powders. um, And then, like you mentioned more recently, our sort of new product development has been in the alcohol-free space. So that's one that one of those products is actually launched into Sprouts. Uh, that came about through, you know, dietary requests for various cultures um, that didn't want alcohol in their diet and also for applications where, you know, typically you're using vanilla extract and the alcohol bakes off. Uh, vanilla extract, um, as per FDA, has to be 35% alcohol. So we were like, how do we create an alcohol-free version? Uh, which Interesting. We successfully done and just last week we actually won the New Zealand Food Awards um, Supreme Award with our alcohol-free paste which is uh, new off the blocks Uh, and then alongside that we've done seasonal flavours so you know those are more around holiday season so I think we started off with pumpkin spice, peppermint, berry and then uh, last year we did butterscotch, apple pie and Oh, I can't remember the third one. And then <laughs> this year we've done um, three wellness ones. Uh, so we we try and put them on our test, um, get consumer feedback through our D2C channel. And then um, the following season, you know, they sometimes go into retail. So Sprouts have taken three flavours, uh, seasonal flavours for this holiday season, which we're really excited about that they're on shelf right now. 
fantastic. So th- this has been so great, Jennifer, learning more about your product. So we're almost out of time, but before mm-hmm. you go, I'd love to have you participate in our final segment, which is called Take Five. Five mm-hmm. quick questions for our guests. But first, we're just going to pause for a quick break. So welcome back. I'm Gretchen Van Asselsten of Specialty Food Association, speaking with Jennifer Bogus of Hey La La Vanilla. Let's jump into five questions for our final segment, Take Five. So Jennifer, what is your favorite thing about the specialty food industry? It's the passionate people that I've met along the way, founders, growers, support crew, partners. Excellent. My favorite thing too. They're the people for sure. Um, Is there something that SFA has made easier for you as an SFA member? Yeah, I think starting, you know, entering the U.S. market from New Zealand, SFA really provided that sort of instant community and network to connect in with. Fantastic. And if if you weren't running this vanilla business, what do you think you'd be doing? As mentioned before, I'd probably still be an accountant. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, no. What if you had a fantasy to, you know, move on to the next thing? Or, I don't know, a dancer or a Airbnb host. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, we would definitely come visit you if you, when you open your Airbnb, definitely let us know at SFA and we'll be down there for sure. Um, so what's one piece of advice that you'd give to a new food business? Uh, As I mentioned before, as soon as you can get people around you, you can't do everything and uh, it just makes the journey so much easier and much more enjoyable. Wonderful. And then finally, how do you define specialty food? Uh, Food that is not industrialised. As I mentioned, you know, we are cold extraction three months and with a real focus on quality and origin and sourcing. Wonderful. Well, Jennifer, thanks again for speaking with me today. Before we go, could you please tell everyone where they can find your products online and your website and everything like that? Sure. So online we're heylalavanilla.com, H-E-I-L-A-L-A-Vanilla.com. We're on Amazon and um, we're with various retailers, as mentioned before, which will be listed on our website also, but obviously Sprouts, Harmons, Bristol Farms, Erewhon, um, and numerous other smaller independent stores. Fantastic. Well, you can find out more about this show at specialtyfood.com and heritageradionetwork.org. And please remember to follow wherever you get your podcasts. Come back often to get to know the people who are shaping the future of food. And if you're in the food industry yourself, consider becoming a member of SFA by visiting our membership section on specialtyfood.com. Special thanks to Hey La La Vanilla and to Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. This is Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast. Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast, is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. 
Food Radio, supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.